All right, guys, welcome to Movie Morning, episode four. Today's going to be a special one. There'll be no news. This is going to be my non-spoiler Spider-Man Far From Home review. Yep, so if you haven't seen the movie, don't worry about it. It's going to be completely spoiler-free. Let's get right into it. Spider-Man Far From Home stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, Samuel L. Jackson, and add Jake Gyllenhaal to the ever-growing Marvel cast. And Spider-Man Far From Home follows Peter Parker and his friends heading to Europe. And Nick Peter Parker being recruited by Nick Fury to team up with Quentin Beck, Mysterio, to fight the Elementals who are attacking Europe. So, so let's get right into it and start off with the good things about this movie. And let's start off with the cast, because all the main cast is fantastic. Tom Holland is fantastic, as usual. He, this might be his best performance as Peter Parker. We see multiple sides of his character when he's sad, he's excited, happy, nervous. It's really cool to have an actor which can like pull all this off with such charm. And it's just great to see him on screen as usual. Zendaya in this movie is also great. In Homecoming, I really got annoyed with her character, but she's actually really good in this movie. And her and Peter definitely have a good, definitely have good chemistry. And it really does work during the movie. And another thing is that Samuel Jackson is Nick Fury's in this movie, and I thought he was used perfectly. He's not in that much of the movie, but he's still, he's quite important to the story, and he it, he's used, I think, the best way Nick Fury should be used going forward. There's this side character who's recruiting heroes to help people, and it does definitely work throughout the movie and Samuel Jackson of course is a little more is not the same as you he's not he's a little different than usual he's a lot more unsure of himself than in other movies and I like that seeing a different side of him and then Jake Gyllenhaal is just fantastic as Mysterio he is one of my probably one of my favorite MCU characters now and his performance is just really good he makes scenes which are supposed to be boring just energetic and fun and that's just really good and he and he also he's also able to show multiple sides of his character once again which is really great so now we're going to move on to the the plot of the movie and the plot of this movie is something that I really liked and it's more it's a pretty creative plot let's just say that I would say that the creativity of this plot I think is unrivaled by any other solo MCU movie, the amount of surprises and things jammed into the plot is just mind-blowing. There are so many times where you're just going to stare looking at the screen like, wow. Like, there are just so many fantastic scenes and, and just so many visually stunning scenes. There are so many scenes which are some of the best-looking moments in the entire MCU, whether it be, like, I, I don't really want to say it because no spoilers, but there are some scenes which will just put you on the edge of your seat. And also, another thing I liked was that the movie actually, for me, felt like had stakes and really led to consequences. Because something a lot of people complain about, and me, for past MCU movies, is that there's no consequence. Everyone gets out. Like, there's, there's, no, there's barely any stakes. This one, definitely from the, from the mid-credit scene, has stakes. And the movie, from Peter Parker's actions, led to consequences. And his thoughts and things also lead to consequences. And the post-credit scenes, wow. Some of my favorite post-credit scenes in the entire MCU. 
the mid credit scene is 100% my favorite mo- most credit scene in the ha- entire MCU. It made me stand up. It almost made me stand up. That's how excited I was during that mid credit scene. Like, oh my god. I can't believe that was actually in there. And another thing is that the action scenes of this one, if you thought the action scenes of Homecoming were a little underwhelming and like pretty small scale and things, oh, you're going to love this movie because this movie takes it multiple steps up a notch and just delivers some of the best Spider-Man action we've ever seen. Like there's there's multiple action scenes. There's also, I've also been hearing of like, some deleted action scenes. If there was more, I think that would just be fantastic because there are already many, many, many action scenes for its two hours and two hour runtime. And I almost feel like there's more action in this movie than there is in Endgame. Like, that's just what I thought. I don't know. Endgame was pretty light on action for three hours. But oh my God, yeah. And of course, like I said, with the visual scenes, there are some stuff in, the, in that second half of the movie which we've never seen Spider-Man ever do before. And it's mind-blowing. And that final battle, the way it's done, is also something that we've never really seen in a Spider-Man final battle. And I really, really, really like that. So now let's get on to another thing, which is the locations in this movie. And that's something I really liked. Of course, we're still in the good. And yeah, the locations were just fantastic. It was so nice to see Spider-Man out of New York or Queens or out of, out of America, let's just say. Because every single Spider-Man movie before this, including Into the Spider-Verse, pretty much all set in the, in the U.S. So that's good. Nice to see him out in a different continent, a different country. And it was really cool seeing him in Prague, you know, England, Venice, um, Berlin. It was just awesome seeing him around Europe. It was just really good. Like, all, because we see him at all these different iconic places. Unlike what we always see in the... Other movies, it's different. Again, I really like that. And I don't, but I think that in Spider-Man 3, to get people more invested, they have to go back to New York, which is something I actually want to see in the third film. We get a little tease of it at the end of the movie as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, one more thing is that, yeah, so make sure you stay for the post-credit scene. I know already said how amazing it is, but you have to stay for the post-credit scene. And then last thing I want to talk about in the good is that the movie is is hilarious. Like, it didn't get much laughs out of me, I would say, looking back. I think Homecoming made me laugh more, even though this one went, went more comedic, which is interesting, but I feel like the comedy wasn't as sharp this time, and it was just put, put in a lot more. I didn't laugh as much, but there are some, there are some, like, there are some scenes which are going to make you like rolling on the floor. Like, there are just some really, really funny scenes. And with that, unfortunately, we're going to have to move on to the mixed parts of the movie. And... I said about the surprises, there was one surprise, like, halfway through the movie, let's say, that kind of ticked me off, because it, there was something I really wanted to see in the movie, and with this, with this twist, there's no, there was no way it's going to happen now. That's just all I'm going to say. I don't really know how to word it. That's all I'm going to say. And another thing is that with some, with some of those, like, really, vi- with some of those visually great scenes I was talking about, they're pretty long, and some, and I think you... I think some people would definitely get lost in the plot because it gets a bit confusing throughout that getting into the third act. I didn't, but I know I can tell some people definitely would. Now let's get on to the bad parts of the movie. That is that there are some scenes which are really exposition heavy. There's one scene in particular in the like in the middle of the movie which is just 
exposition dump to the highest order. Like, there's just so much stuff laid out. I mean, I guess I they try to do it in a more fun way, but I thought it was still a little weird. And last thing is that the first act, I can say, can be a little slow. There are some, there are some parts where they linger on some scenes a little too long, but I still really enjoy the first act. But there are just some parts which go a bit slow, and that kind of bothered me in parts. But, yeah, that's all I've got to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Ultimately, I think that this movie had better concept and ideas than Homecoming, but Homecoming's execution of its simple story was better than this one. To sum it up, I'm just going to say that Spider-Man Far From Home is a very fun time in the theaters. Highly, highly recommended with some huge surprises. Great performances, of course. A very creative and fun story. And with some some small issues and maybe not all the humor lands, but it still works very well. I'm going to give Spider-Man Far From Home an A. Highly recommended for everyone. It's for the whole family. Everyone's going to love it. And I think you, you must see this. And I would say you have to go see this movie. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one.